The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show seven days a week from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? And thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open After Dark Podcast. Let's get right into it. AEW Dynamite live from Huntsville, Alabama. The big story, Sting's last dynamite, dropping from the rafters. Will Ospreay is now all elite and a story I didn't think I'd enjoy. Chris Jericho and Atlantis Jr. All that right now on the Busted Open After Dark podcast. Let's talk about the thread throughout the show. The thread of the Young Bucks, Sting, and Darby Allen. We got the Young Bucks arrival shot earlier in the night, pulling up in the big black SUV. Out come Nick, Nicholas and Matthew. They enter the building. Huntsville, Alabama is where Dynamite was coming to you live from tonight. As they're walking in the building, guess who's there to uh, greet them? The lovely Renee Paquette. She asked him, hey, guys. What's going on? What you doing? What's shaking? And the Bucks say, uh, you know, they're looking for Sting. They also wanted it. Renee also wanted to know what did the young Bucks and Ric Flair talk about when we saw Flair show up two weeks ago? It might have been last week, but I think two weeks ago. Show up two weeks ago and enter the Bucks dressing room. And the Bucks basically told Renee, that's our business. That's none of your business, Renee. That's our business. That's between the Bucks and Ric Flair. Um, the Bucks go looking for Sting. Where is he? They got the, their white baseball bats in their hand. Later on in the show, we see the Bucks looking for Sting. And then later on, we see the young Bucks walking up upon the door of Sting. And Nicholas Jackson is a hothead. Matt's the voice of reason. Big pop for Nicholas's pink suit tonight, too. Loved it. Real men can pull off pink, brother. So right before they go in, Matt's like, hey, man, remember what Sting said last week? Let's play this cool. Let's take it easy. And then the Bucks do what the Bucks do better than anybody else. They went marching into the locker room. Now, now I don't know if that was like a, a wink, wink 
to what happened with Punk back in the day. But I'll be damned if the Young Bucks didn't go charging and barging into a locker room tonight. Stirring up the pot with all the fans out there. I already called you guys Marks. And it's okay. We're all Marks at one time or another. They go barging in. And Sting is nowhere to be found. Although there are a bunch of black baseball bats hanging from the ceiling. Hmm. What's going on here? Why are there black baseball bats hanging from the ceiling? I don't know. Did you? Sting knew they were coming. But if Sting knew they were coming, why did we get what we got at the end? So the Bucks are coming to the ring. Here come Nicholas and Matthew. And they see a bunch of people with the sting masks and sting paint in the front row. And if you remember back in the day at, you know, the Nitro days, you never knew if somebody was hiding behind a sting mask. Could have been sting. It had been before. Maybe it was Darby. And lo and behold, they flip up one of the uh, fans' masks in the front row. And there's Darby Allen. Darby jumps that guardrail. He starts laying into Nicholas and Matthew. Fists are flying. Darby's fired up. And then they shut him down. They put him down. And they hit him with the... Bucks trigger, the 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 elite trigger, the BTE trigger, whatever it is, the V trigger, the A B C D E F G trigger. They gave him the double, the the EVP trigger. Yes, the EVP trigger. And down goes Darby. Where's Sting? Hello, knock knock. Who's there? Where's Sting? No Sting. But then the Nature Boys music hits. And here comes Ric Flair strutting and a cutting, styling and a profiling like nobody else but Ric Flair can do. Some beige slacks, a nice teal shirt, nice jacket. Shoes that caught that probably are more than out, you know, your rent. Alligators, Bruno Maglias. Flair comes to the ring. He's walking slow. He's smiling. The Bucks are smiling. And they hand Ric Flair a bat. And they're holding Darby Allen up. And they're like, come on, Nate. You're the dirtiest player in the game. Crack him a shot right in the skull. And then Ric Flair goes and pokes one of the Bucks in the eyes and punches another Buck and then punches the other Buck. And I got to tell you, folks, it didn't look that great. Is what it is, but the physicality just didn't look that great. But what bothered me even more is, now I know that Ric Flair is not on the side of the Bucks. So one of the Bucks comes up from behind Flair and he nutshots him. Something that we've seen Ric Flair do many times over the years. Flair goes down. They're putting the boots to Ric Flair. 
So they've already kicked the shit out of Darby. They've nutshotted Ric Flair. And now Sting's music hits. The Bucks jump out of the ring with baseball bats in hand. And they go up the ramp right to the uh, entranceway by the the, uh, stage. And the camera pans up and we see Sting in the rafters. Sting is now being lowered and he's behind the Bucks. If Darby Allen was getting his ass kicked, why didn't Sting appear earlier? If the Young Bucks hit the EVP trigger, why didn't Sting appear earlier? This is this is not like me nitpicking. This is like glaring. And then Flair is getting his ass kicked, and Sting waited. For the Bucks to get all the way up the ramp. Why are we waiting so long? Obviously, this is not like Sting's fault. This is a creative issue. And I thought that the end of the show lacked logical, cohesive, creative reasoning. Like if the plan was for Sting to be in the rafters... And they were going to, and Sting and Darby agreed. All right, Darby, listen, we're going to use you as bait. But right before they get to you, that's when my musical hit. And that's when I'll drop down from the rafters, a la Sting in WCW. But that didn't happen. They waited for Darby to get his ass kicked, Blair to get nutshotted, and then Sting came down. So the Bucks turn around, they come all the way back down to the ring. Sting starts lighting them up with the baseball bat. Boom, bing, bang, boom, zowie. It's like old school Batman. Boom, bang, zowie, whammo. Sting rolls Nicholas into the ring. Scorpion death drop. That's how we opened up, busted open after dark tonight when I was doing my live play-by-play. On a side note, to everybody out there who's gotten in touch with me uh, on Twitter and Instagram since I've been doing the live play-by-play because Tony Khan likes to go over on time because he likes to screw with Uncle Bully and bust it open after dark. But you will not defeat me, Tony Khan. Oh. Scorpion death drop on Nicholas. And then both of the bucks are outside. Now Darby climbs up and gives the coffin drop. I mean, he was selling the EVP trigger, but it like it, it doesn't mean anything if you're back up and now you do the coffin drop. I don't mind the baby faces up at the end, but I just thought the I, I thought the buildup and the thread through the show was really good. I did not like the way they paid it off at the end. And the biggest problem I have is now I know where Ric Flair stands. Ric Flair is by the side of Sting and Darby Allen. If you were listening to Busted Open this morning with myself, LaGreca, and Dreamer, one of the things that intrigued me the most, actually, it was the number one thing that intrigued me the most. I was telling the guys how I felt like, okay, 
it's it's great that this is Sting's last match, and that, that's why people are going to be tuning in. But what I'm really intrigued by is what's going to happen with Flair. What's the Nature Boy going to do? Is he going to cost Sting his final match, and they're going to lose the championships? Or will he be on the side of Sting and Darby? Like, that's what excited me about that match the most. But whose side is he on? Whose side is Ric Flair on? Well, now I know. You told me already. Am I still going to tune into Revolution? Sure. I want to see the World Heavyweight Championship. And I want to see Sting's last match. But you kind of took the wind out of my sails just a little bit by telling me whose side Ric Flair was on. How do you feel about that? How do you feel knowing that Ric Flair will now basically be in the corner of Sting and Darby Allen, or will be ringside rooting on Sting and Darby Allen? You might agree with me, you might not. I prefer to hear from people who might not. Change my mind. The number one pro wrestling show on the planet, Busted Open, is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Join me alongside two WWE Hall of Famers, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the hardcore legend, Tommy Dreamer, plus Thunder Rosa and Mickey James, all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring. Listen to Busted Open right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. 
get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Will Ospreay is all elite. Tony Giovanni was in the ring, brings Ospreay out. Nice ovation for Osprey. People in Huntsville seem to know exactly who Will was. I was a little, I was a little worried that maybe in Huntsville the AEW uh, fan base might have not known Will as much, but they did. Will comes out, and Will has gotten so much better on the microphone. I've told you the guy this. Uh, I've told you guys this before. Osprey really won me over two years ago when he cut that promo on Omega about how hard he had it during COVID and what he had to go through. The one where he dropped a million F-bombs, but every single F-bomb meant something. Will has come a long way personality-wise. Listen, Will in the ring is amazing. We know that. Him and Kenny have amazing chemistry. But wrestling, well, just just wrestling is not going to make you, you know, a me- a, a megastar, a multimillionaire. It's that personality that puts it over the top. And I like what Will brings to the table. He mentioned everybody that he beat. He mentioned beating Jericho in Wembley. He mentioned beating Omega. He mentioned Delta losing his bags. By the way, Young wrestlers, old wrestlers, if you're tuning in, never check your gear bag. Never check your gear bag. Never check your gear bag. Because if you lose your gear, you can't wear your gear. And worse, you can't wrestle. You can always buy new clothes at a Walmart if they lose your bags. But you can't buy new gear on the fly. Never, ever, ever check your gear bag. Good, strong promo from Will. Mentions the Callis family. Out comes Don Callis to resounding booze. I did put in an application for the Callis family. Haven't heard back yet. 
I don't think I don't think Don wants anybody challenging him for the best heel in the business. Don does a great job on the stick, getting booed out of the building. He's with uh, Takeshita. He's with Will Hobbs. This is a, a, a and you know. It seems like Osprey is a part of the Callis family. I mean, I guess he is, but it was kind of a hard fit, and we're going to get Takeshita versus Osprey. Hopefully, Osprey breaks away. I'm not quite sure if I like Will better as a babyface or a heel. He does both very well. Like, the things he said to Kenny resonated with me so much two years ago. He delivered it as a like the tone, the 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 volume, the inflection had heel written all over it, but he delivered it with babyface passion. You can answer that one too. What would you like to see from from Will Osprey? A big pickup for AEW. That's the positive. Will it matter? Will Will bring new eyes to the product? Listen, the AEW faithful is going to love Will. But every time you bring in a new talent, you're hoping to bring their fan base over with you. Like the possibility of Mercedes Monet showing up at, in Boston at AEW Dynamite's big business. I mean, we're 99% sure that that's going to happen. Hopefully... Mercedes brings her loyal WWE fan base with her so they can get eyes on AEW. That's that's what you want. Because every week, AEW basically has, it's the same rating. It's between 8 and 8, 850. That's what they have every week. I mean, Tony should basically know every AEW fan by first and last name by now. Like he should make, when he makes out his Christmas cards, like two Jim Smith, two Bob Jones, two Sally Jesse, Raphael. Yo, what's going on? This is Bully Ray from Busted Open on Sirius XM's Fight Nation. For 15 years, we've brought you the best pro wrestling talk on the planet. And now, we're bringing you even more. Yo, guys, welcome to Busted Open After Dark. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. The only place to party on Wednesday nights is Busted Open After Dark. With me, Uncle Bully. Download it on Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. I got to tell you guys, I also liked what they did with Jericho tonight. I loved the little story that was told. What a what a what great utilization of the time tonight to tell the story on the front end and then complete the story on the back end. We get Jericho with Renee Paquette in the back telling us about his CMLL days and all of the guys that he wrestled coming up in CMLL, including Atlantis and his history with Atlantis and fighting Atlantis and tagging with Atlantis. And this is Atlantis Sr. They showed all the footage from CMLL. So if you had no idea who this guy was or no idea that Lionheart Chris Jericho did some time in CMLL. It was right there in front of you. That's storytelling right there. 
plus the visuals, names to faces. I did not, I, I did not think like when I heard it advertised before the show that I was going to be as interested as I was. But Chris told me a story. They showed me the video, and I found myself mildly invested at first, and then really invested by the end of the, the backstage, because now Jericho was going to wrestle Atlantis Jr. And they're going to bring this rivalry forward. I wrestled your father, and now I'm going to wrestle you. And then Jericho had a, a message for Atlanta, Atlanta senior and junior in Spanish, which I liked. Shows the credibility of Chris wrestling in CMLL and picking up the language while he was down there. And then later on in the show, we get the match. Good little match with Atlantis Jr. Dad at ringside. Jericho eventually gets uh, Atlantis Jr. in the walls. Looks like he's going to make it to the ropes. Jericho pulls him back. Atlanta Sr. throws in the towel. Great job by the announce team telling me and educating me that Atlanta Sr. knew that Atlanta Jr. would never tap out. So dad threw in the towel for his son to save him from any more injury so he can prolong his career. Because if I see the towel thrown in by dad, I'm like, ah, yeah, a little bit of nepotism there. You're kind of trying to save your son. You know, let him pass out or let him tap out like a man. Towel comes in, the announce table, the announcers, especially, I think it was Excalibur, now explains to me why dad knew best in that scenario because his son's not going to tap. Match is over. Jericho gets his hand raised. Atlanta Sr. comes in, starts rubbing his, his son's back, trying to help his son up. Jericho comes over, checks on the kid too, helps the kid up, hugs it out with the kid, hugs it out with dad, raises their hands up in the air, and they're all done. What a great little story within that two-hour show. What great utilization of the time to make the match actually mean something. Because did we really care about Atlantis Jr. versus Jericho? I didn't at first, but they told me a story. And because they told me a good story, I was hooked. And I was really intrigued to see what was going to happen. So I thought that that was a really great job by Chris, Atlantis, Tony, and the storyteller. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports podcast network if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give a five-star rating and leave a review subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast catch the full three hours of busted open every day of the week at 9 a.m eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 go to siriusxm.com backslash busted open trial to start your free trial today The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.